Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Zach Rosenblatt here with Mike K. We're at Lambeau Field deep into the night. It's 1 a.m. East Coast time. The Eagles just beat the Green Bay Packers in a thrill. That was a really fun game to cover, to be honest with you. It was 34-27. to 27. A lot happened. Actually, a lot of positive stuff, as opposed to the last couple of weeks where maybe we had to go negative because it was like they were just doing so many things wrong. Um, this game, the things for the most part went right outside of injuries, which we're going to get to. But you you come out of this, you probably feel pretty good about the Eagles' future all again, right? This this feels like a team that if they get Deshaun Jackson back this upcoming week, they they ran for I think 170 yards tonight, which is the most they've ran for in a long time. Like just everything that on offense, at least you like feel really good about where this team's at. Yeah, you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago when Deshaun went down. They needed to go finish 2-2 two and two in the first quarter of the season. They accomplished that. That was their mission. Because as you and I talked about earlier in the day, you want to at least be at 500 right now. So when you head into that brutal stretch of you know, the Jets at home, which is... That's not the brutal part. but yeah. Right, not the brutal <laughs> part, but part of that quarter. And then you go on the road and you face Minnesota and Dallas and, and Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh my. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be a brutal stretch. So. I mean, and then the Bears, Patriots, and Seahawks, yeah. Right. So you want to, at worst, get through the first two months of the season at 500. Because you know once you get past that, you're home the majority of the time. And you can get to that 10-win, 11-win season. Um, I think we learned a lot about this team offensively. I mean, the red zone offense was, was phenomenal. Uh, I thought Doug called an incredibly good game. Uh, there were some questionable challenge calls, a non-challenge, too. There was some weird officiating stuff tonight. Yeah, there was. I mean, like, on both ends. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think... Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, like, a favoritism we'll, thing. Right, and we'll, we'll, we need to touch on it later, but, like, for, from, like, an overall, like, first immediate thoughts, you feel really good about the offense because they did what we had been talking about yeah. forever. They gave Jordan they Howard the ball. The ball. Yeah. But not only that, they allowed Miles Sanders to get into a rhythm too this was a rhythmic running game they also both running backs and doug peterson talked about how the offensive line was able to get going well duh you know what i mean like it it was like they were fighting against this and sometimes it was situational football but you saw what happened when jordan howard got like four or five touches in a row like it was was real this might have been one of his best performances and that says something for 
a guy who's had some good ones. Note for you, Jordan Howard today told, or after the game, told me this is his first win ever at Lambeau, and he played three oh, yeah. years with the Bears. Also, it, he only had one career receiving touchdown with the Bears, mm-hmm. and he had one today. And uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna talk about him well, a lot. But yeah. yeah, yeah. This is this is gonna <laughs> so, be the Jordan. All right, Howard so, so let's get. So we're gonna start at the end with this game. Right. There's a whole sequence that we need to cover. The, it was one of the stranger sequences of events I've ever seen, to be honest. Um, so it started. The Packers drove all the way down the field. They got to. Did they get to the one yard line? Um, three. Three yard line. Uh, I believe they had three plays there, um, and then Avante Maddox on this play. Anderson Deho. I mean, you, you saw. Explain exactly what happened, and then I'll I'll get into more about like that. Um, I didn't that. see who the receiver was, but, but they were going to tackle. The they same were guy. going to tackle the same guy. Anderson Deho made a terrible choice to lower his head and not. Kind of, and kind of, he, I mean, basically, he was a, a a missile with no vision whatsoever. Um, hit Avanti Maddox in the neck head area. It was he immediately went down. I mean, you and I have been covering football for Combined years. For a while, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever seen a more like tense, you know, carting off the field. Like I've seen guys get leg injuries and 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 head well, injuries. Even, he didn't get carded. He got uh. He got, yeah. I mean, they took him off on a gurney. Yeah. So like stretcher. He, did, yeah, he came off stretcher. on the stretcher. Which, um, like, just talking to guys who have covered the team longer than us, they couldn't even remember the last time they'd even seen that. The only time I'd ever seen that was Octavius Mathers in in Jaguars training camp, and it was brutal. Like there were grown men crying. Like it was right. bad. So so so, yeah, I mean, so, so basically, Sendejo and him were going for the same guy. Sendejo. So this isn't last week. He also did. Some, it wasn't like this serious, but like he he like tackled his own player out. There was a play last week that circulated on social media where he shoved one of his own teammates to the side to try and get yeah. a tackle. Like this dude is reckless. I know we're both we're both been critical of him, and I, I he he didn't talk to the media after after the Surprise. game. Surprise. Um, like just cut this dude, man. I anyway. Um, so th- so this so that happens. He, everybody's re- it's like a really emotional moment. The whole team comes out in the field. Packers players are on their knee. It's like one of those sort of serious situations. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins I talked to after, and Rizal Douglas. They were two guys that were standing right next to him. And they were just trying to make him laugh because they, they wanted to, sh- to see that he was okay. So mm-hmm. Malcolm Jenkins was cracking a joke, and he started just cracking up. Like Vontae just started laughing really hard to the point where it started making Rizal and Malcolm start cracking up. And he was like moving, moving a little bit. I think he gave a thumbs up. So they started feeling a little bit better. And so then you take that, you know, if there were any positive to come out of like this moment happening and then them having to go back out on the field, is that it gave them like a little bit of a longer time out to gather themselves. They had to figure out who was going out on the field. They knew Craig James was going to be one of the only cornerbacks left, so he had to go. Malcolm told him they're gonna they're gonna target you. Like we know they're going to. You're, yeah, he, you're the guy. They all knew. Yeah. They all knew. And but like they all had. Razul told me like. We have confidence in everybody. We made sure we let him know that we, we know he can go out there and, and do this. And then, you know, Craig James, he tips a ball that Nigel Bradham, of all people, intercepts to clinch <laughs> the game. Nigel Bradham dropped interception earlier in the game. It's like almost a running joke that this dude just, like, drops any ball that comes his way. He dropped one that would have been a pick six. Like, and, and you were saying, like, if they lose this game, like, maybe that's something we look back on. He redeemed himself, certainly. Uh, Craig James, like, the fact that Craig James was the one that tipped it, like, this was the sort of like we always talked about like you know this felt like last season like for every every week this week that that felt like 2017 that was like a time, kind of moment that happened like Patrick Robinson having a crazy play or something mm-hmm. and that clinched the game so just the way they were able to 
you know, it was a re- like we said, it was a really emotional thing. Like guys were really broken up about it. Dallas Goddard's really close with him. He was pretty torn up in the locker room after. Um, and just to be able to bounce back against Aaron Rodgers on fourth down, right? It was was it fourth down? No, it was second down. But the the, the clock's running. Anyway, it was second down on the three yard line. Aaron Rodgers has a chance to to win the game, which he's done so many times. He was destroying the secondary all night. And the Eagles were the ones that kind of almost benefited from this emotional moment as opposed to the Packers taking advantage of a downtrodden secondary that's down to two players. Like, what was like that, that, that sequence in particular, how much, even though they lost a bunch of guys, like that has to make you feel pretty good about this team's like grit. As corny as that sounds, like it, this team is not going to lose any game. They're not going to fold. Like that's never going to happen. I think it speaks to the chemistry that's in the locker yeah. room, the camaraderie, the trust that these guys have in each other. Because um, they talk about it all the time. That secondary is incredibly close, uh, and they're very good at bringing guys in. That was something that was huge with Craven LeBlanc when he got here. This felt like a LeBlanc type moment. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Um, you know, they're paper-thin at corner right now. They have two healthy corners. Yeah, and frankly, Rasul Douglas is the best cornerback on this team this season. Or has yeah, been the most consistent. Yeah, he's been good since... He had bad week one. Since yeah. then, he's been really good. I mean, so did Sidney Joe. You yeah. know what I mean? So like, And Sidney, another hamstring injury, by the way. Another yeah. soft tissue we'll injury. We'll get into that later. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, we, we got to compliment Rasul Douglas in this game. Yes. He played a very good game. There were, there were times... I mean, he got a, a pass interference call. There were... There were some times where uh, Devontae Adams got the better of him, but Devontae Adams got the better of everybody. He had 180 180 yards. (laughs) But he had most of them in the first half, 150, I think. Yeah. Which is crazy. (laughs) That guy is a top five wide receiver. But he got – so the first, like, three catches he had were against Sidney Jones. He was having a really bad game before he went down. Yeah, Sidney was getting beat like Um, So, But, Razul, you know, you and I have been very big Razul proponents since last year. Uh, I think in London, like you went on a rant about how yes. we don't understand how he's not in the game. Like, if if he hasn't proven to this coaching staff at this point that he deserves to, if not be the number one corner, then be a locked in starting corner. Like, I don't know what else the the guy can do. When he was coming out of college, and I was doing a film study on him, I said that he was kind of like a poor man's uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Um, has really good safety ball skills. Can really face up on a on a on a receiver. Um, is really good in zone, can play press really well. Uh, I'll say this. If the Eagles are still interested in Jalen Ramsey, which they totally should be, I'm changing this this cornerback group to Rasul Douglas and Jalen Ramsey, and I'm going press. You can play press zone. You can play press man, but um, it's time. Like, Rasul's been the most consistent corner of the last two years. He's healthy. He's reliable. He's the most reliable he's cornerback durable. they have. He's the most yeah. reliable corner they have. And frankly, he's a gamer too. Yeah. Like he and he brings an energy to the the thing. And he's he's really well liked in the locker room. So Craig James, right, played one snap against Atlanta on defense. <laughs> this was his second. He played two snaps at the end of the game. And he told he told I talked to him a little bit after the scrum, but he said uh, basically. The receiver cut in, and he knew it immediately. And so he just reacted on the ball. I'm sure he said that to yeah, you guys, yeah. too. Well, he's clearly just like a smart player to like be able to react like well, that. Yeah. Well, and that was the thing, too, is he was a guy that underperformed on defense, but was good on special teams in Minnesota. And he can play outside and inside. And I think it speaks volumes about 
how they've been bringing him up as opposed to going and getting like a veteran like Orlando's Kendrick yeah. or whatever. They clearly like this guy. He, I think he, I, I don't want to call him like the uh, Shannon Sullivan of this year, but he's going to be a guy who's going to be on this. Shannon roster. Sullivan on the Packers, by the way. Yeah, uh, he, he, he went over to see how Avante was doing. Swell fella. Um, but <laughs> he's he, a good guy. Yeah. yeah, he is a good guy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think. Moving forward, Craig J. Like when you make a play like that, it's kind of like Cravon. You remember Cravon against the Giants had the big breakup, yeah. and that was kind of like his his moment. But by the way, Cravon he was thrown into the fire in that Saints game, and he didn't play well. Like Craig James right. came in after not playing today. He might have been on special teams, maybe. I don't. I don't even based on the PFF. I don't think he was actually. It's, yeah, um, I mean, so Matt, so you're going in cold, like. So I don't know what you're doing on the sideline to stay ready the whole time, but he he mentally was ready to go in there and that like that that it was just a really gutty thing to like that really he earned his spot on this roster. He's if you know maybe he's not maybe this is his best moment as an eagle. Who knows? Um, but at the very least, this this says speaks highly of like Andy Weidel and his ability to go and find a guy because like, that was what I Joe agree. Douglas was always praised about him. Maybe Andy has that same kind of skill. And I think it speaks to Corey Unlin and... Yeah, and Corey Unlin getting him ready. Yeah, I mean, like... This... Cor- like, people hate on the secondary a lot. And, and, to- and today, today they were bad a lot of the time. Right, and rightfully so. I will say this. The reason why they won this game is because they were great in the red zone on offense and great in the red zone for the most part on defense. And... um. They start so something interesting about the defense. They started playing uh, two safeties high, as opposed to Zendejo played high. a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, Zendejo. I think part of the reason why Zendejo played so much is the cornerback injury. Yeah, because yeah. You yeah. couldn't really rotate. Um, Avante didn't look good on the outside. Uh, they they at one point had to just go base Nick Big Nickel, and Cyprian got a lot of playing time. Um, and for the most part, I would say Cyprian actually played okay. Um, there were still a lot of like lapses where like Geronimo Allison would be wide open in the middle of the field or whatever. Yeah, but, he's also a tough cover because he's he's really big and you know. And well, and I think I think the touchdown he had came after a blitz that didn't work, which yeah. seems to be a theme each week. It's tough to blitz Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Um, yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was amazing by the way. 34, 53, 422, two touchdowns, one pick. The fact that they were able to keep him out of the end zone so many times that was very reminiscent of last year. The defense did that quite a few times last year. Where Jalen, I made a joke to you. It's like they 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 don't need Jalen Mills in this moment because he was always so good at like yeah. shutting teams down in the in the red zone. But so let so, what were you about to say? So speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we would be not doing our jobs. He, for he led the team in rushing. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a few well, great rushes, but I didn't even realize um, that. Wow. Derek Barnett got the first defensive end sack. Well, uh, so and sack fumble. He did, yeah. That was that was so. Aaron Rodgers had two turnovers. That's that was basically what I wanted to emphasize. Yeah, that, that's a good point. So Barnett, he had an up and down game. Uh, we should talk briefly about the play he had in the beginning of the game, where I'm not sure he should have been allowed to stay in the game. If yeah. I'm being completely honest, so um, Jamal Williams, the Packers running back, was being brought down by like three Eagles. Defenders. Yeah, Nigel Bradham basically hit, held him. Dead I get. I don't know if the whistle had been blown or Barnett. Barnett said he didn't hear a whistle blown, so he he, he charged did. in and. He dove headfirst at a guy and he hit him helmet to helmet. He he got sent out on a stretcher. Uh, he I don't know if he went to the hospital, but they said he was being evaluated for he, head and neck injuries. He could move all of his extremities. like it was, it was and it looked worse on the replays. Uh, Derek Barnett he didn't necessarily defend himself, but he more was like I didn't hear the whistle. You're supposed to play until the whistle is blown. This is a violent game. Like I I went up to Jamal like on the on the stretcher and said like I didn't 
I obviously did not want this to happen. Like, this is terrible. This is the worst part about football. A lot of guys said that about those two injuries. Mm-hmm. It was still just like such a boneheaded play. And like, it blew my mind, number one, that he got away. He didn't, I mean, they got a 15 yard penalty, but like, I. So. That was, that was such. Like, you don't. You can't do that. I, I agree. Uh, I think the reason why he was not kicked out is because the whistle hadn't blown. Yeah. I um, think that, that's pretty much. He said he didn't think he was going to because of that. That said. There'll be a fine coming. Absolutely atrociously stupid play. Yeah. Like, stupid. Um, you could have killed that guy. Like. I, I mean, there's a thing where, like, you can be tough and you can make big hits. Like, Cyprian yeah. used to do that all the time, but he would never put anybody in harm's it, way. This is not a, it's just football situation. Yeah. Like, you can't just pass it off you, like that. Yeah, you can't. I get it. You're you frustrated. You you're frustrated. You, you, you miss out on a, you know, a tackle, whatever. You can't play like that. Like, everybody's like, oh, it's, reckless. it's a powder puff league now. But when you directly go and you hurt someone. Was, he was going down already. Like, what did you think he was going to accomplish there? They literally, Nigel Bradham had him dead to rights. There was, I'm pretty sure there was three guys. Maybe there was two. But they were they were two. bringing him down. Well, you always, you add more in your head. Right. Like you go but farther here's, away, here's but yeah. the thing. Injury aside, right? Just simple football terms. You don't make that play coming up from behind and lower your shoulder when you have a guy that is being controlled by multiple teammates. And then it costs you 15 yards when you just got a, a positive play on, I think it was first or second down. Like, what are you doing? Um, and I know Derek Barnett, at least from covering him, and he seems like a really swell guy. They, they scored at the end of the drive, by the way. Right, they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was it, the wind got knocked out of their sails a little. Yeah, bit. yeah, you could kind of feel the momentum shifting because right. Of that. Somebody, somebody made fun of me because I said that, but I, I like it, it's true. Like you, you could feel the air like change. I mean, it was kind of like when Brandon Brooks went down in the Saints game. Yeah. Like the Eagles were dominating, and all of a sudden they weren't anymore. Like it's right. not like the Eagles were dominating at that point, but it just felt like oh yeah, the karma is gonna come back and get them right now. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so yeah. Barnett did bounce back from that. And I think he had a pretty good game. It was up and down, but he had that strip sack. It was the reverse Super Bowl because Brandon Graham jumped on it. And it, Graham, it kind of bounced that way, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon Graham had a great game, uh, too. He, that, that he's like he's, he's still I, he has more years left in him than maybe I realized, honestly. I mean, so he, in my opinion, is one of the top five uh, run-stopping defensive ends in the league. He gets really good penetration on running plays. Yeah, I mean, he gets at least two tackles for a loss every game. Um, Fletcher Cox looked a little bit better in this one. Uh, I thought that D- I think, uh, Josh Sweat had a great play. I think Ridgeway had a good uh, run towards the end of the game, too. Yeah, I mean, I thought everybody kind of stepped up in this one. Just because you're not finishing on... Like, we make a big deal out of sacks, and well, we make a big... But deal. as Schwartz says, it's like if they do something else, it's okay. Or yeah, I mean, part of the reason why the red zone defense was good is because they kept... I mean, Aaron Rodgers was running around to save his life. Yep. He was just better at running around <laughs> yeah. than the defensive line. He's hard. He's a hard guy to tackle. Um, I thought the secondary didn't play well for the most part, so like that didn't help either. Um, the linebackers had some trouble. This was probably Nigel Bradham's best game in a pretty long and that time. That interception just made it that way anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but he tackled. He did tackle well. better. Um, Zach Brown had a good uh, pass breakup. He did, and then he had a really, really, really stupid personal foul call. Um, <laughs> that sounds like Zach Brown. And McLeod, Ronnie McLeod had a really up-and-down game because he was getting beat quite a bit in the first half. Yeah. Uh, in the second half, he was making plays, though, so, I mean, he's a vet. Yeah, he had a really great play in the uh, the red zone. Um, So, I think this is like a 
we talk about how talented this team is, and we talk about the depth on this team. We also talk about the coaching on this team as if it's like, oh man, they either called a bad game or a good game. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. This is a very nuanced situation. These injuries are, are, I mean, they were really counting on Timmy Jernigan and Malik Jackson being a very key part of this defensive line. Uh, obviously, they thought Ronald Darby was going to return to form, whatever that form is. Cindy Jones. Cindy Jones. Uh, you know. They come out of here more injured than they were before on defense. I don't know if this is a, like, you can obviously come back from a hamstring injury, but I like at some point you can't give Sidney Jones a long-term big role and just expect him to you can't fill rely that. on him to stay healthy. Right. And I just think like this team is smart not to trade Russell Douglas and you know, Craven will be back in a in, in, you know, in the second half of the season. Jalen's eligible to be back week seven. Yeah. Um, there's going to be some serious like adjustments here. It's going to be interesting to see how, because I think all those guys, I mean, we don't know about Avante and, uh, and Sydney right now, but it, like those other guys are gonna, might be coming all back around the same time. So it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But Razul is one of the starters. I'll wager to say that one of those injured guys won't play again this season. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's flip back over to the offense. And let's Howdy. talk about the running game. The Jordan um, Howard hour. Uh, so Jordan Howard, it was like, it was getting like as loud as I can remember in recent years for a, from the fan base about Play a pl- anytime you mention Jordan Howard's name on Twitter, it was immediately like, "Why aren't you playing him? Give him the ball! Give him the ball! Give him the ball!" Like I've never seen anything like it. And this in Philly, there's always a guy like that, and it was like getting so loud. And he showed you why. His first play of the game was a 19 yard run. Um, he he just ran the ball so like the whole whole night. He, I mean, he, okay, 15 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns, and he had three catches for 28 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the the touchdown catch. He was wide open. It was a really great play call. I know you asked Carson and Doug about it, and you got like conflicting so, ideas about it. But so, so just yeah. talk about the play. Yeah, so that was line, big. He lined up wide left. Uh, well, did a, he didn't line that up. That was in the third quarter, by the way. The <clears throat> Eagles were uh, up twenty-one to twenty. So he they lined up in the shotgun. He ran a wheel route, and I guess they had a coverage responsibility breakdown. The Packers did, and Carson saw it right away. Ball on the money, overhead. I mean, like he was a wide receiver, caught it in stride, ran for a touchdown. Listen, Jordan Howard worked really hard this offseason on his pass catching, worked on the jugs machine, constantly was working with Carson. I talked to him after the game. He said, you know, Carson's really shown a lot of trust in him, and that was very important. Um, What I think is interesting about this running attack is they used it. We constantly are on this rotation. There wasn't a lot of Darren Sproles in this game. Uh, I think he had one carry for four yards. Corey Clement was active, but he only played on special teams. Um, it's a one-two. It's a one-two, and or a one-a, one-b. I should and they, say, yeah. and they used it to perf- like it, they really they they. This, this was is, a this very. Is, this is what we both have been preaching the last few weeks. Oh, and what did I say in the preview pod? There were going to be running lanes. There were there were going to be running lanes, and they found them. The offensive line played very very well. It got them going. Uh, Jordan Howard isn't the most dynamic runner. He's not. He's not that fast. Like. But he knows how to get extra yards after contact. He actually did showed a lot of really good vision in this game. I cannot wait to rewatch this game because there were some things he was doing that were very, very smart. There were runs that you would say, if Miles Sanders got that run, it would probably be for two or three yards less. 
That said, Miles Sanders played very well in this game. The 67-yard kickoff return, yeah, I think, that is set what up a touchdown. I think that basically is what sparked the comeback. They haven't had a kickoff return like that, and I can't remember the last time. Corey Clement had one like a couple of years ago that was pretty big, but like other than that, yeah, uh, Ken John Barner had one the Super Bowl year, um, but like that like changed the mood in here. Like, I think it it helped him too. I think it loosened yeah. him up a bit. Oh yeah, and he he ran the ball very well. He still, had a, he still has a, the occasional one where he pops outside or whatever. But it like worked his, to his, his ex- advantage. So he had a 30-yard run. It was it was spurred by the offensive line. Jason Peters like just destroyed. I think it was a safety. Like just murdered that dude. That and just dude. cleared out the gap. And, and Miles Sanders has those. That's the kind of play where he's going to get more yards than Jordan Howard probably. Yeah. And that that's why they're such an interesting one. Like this is the most talented one too I think they've had since Doug Peterson has been Yeah. Here. Oh, for sure. Like, like look, J.J. Had some natural talent, but I don't know if he knew where he was going like Jordan Howard does. Well, we all know I'm Twitter sensitive, and I was very annoyed because I put out a, a video of a really good run of his against the Lions, and there were a lot. Yeah, we of talked people, about this on the preview, I think. Yeah, 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 but there were a lot of people that were like, "He's not multi-dimensional. We, you know, what Jordan Howard is." Yeah. Blah 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 and, blah blah. And he blah. knows what he is too. <laughs> well, he was three-dimensional in this game. He had a, a yeah two or three really good blitz pickups. Those he were good caught, catches. He too. caught the ball well. Uh, he ran the ball well. He, I mean, he did some one cuts that were great. Like, I, I just, to me, it, I think it's kind of ridiculous. He got sent. He's a bulk rhythm guy. If you ask him, he will tell you that. It's a fact. He was a bell cow for three, two and a half years, <laughs> yeah. basically. Yeah. Well, and the reason why he failed his third year in Chicago is they kept moving Tariq Cohen onto the field, and they were running out of shotgun every single play. He never got to build momentum. Here, you know, they did some stuff out of uh, under center. And, uh, you know, I, even negative runs can get a guy going. You just need to get that contact and get him into the rhythm of the game. And I think Jordan Howard, this was a signature win for him, too. You know what I mean? We talk yeah. about signature wins for Carson, but this was a signature yeah, he's win. He's never for him. won in Lambeau, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Which is kind of crazy. I mean, he played there three times. I mean, three times. And he played the Packers six times. So um, it's funny because I, I asked uh, Doug Peterson at, at his. Uh, what what day Wednesday press conference like if if there's some value in a guy who's been at a place like this and kind of like can appreciate like the environment because this is like unlike very many environments in the NFL and he clearly was ready for this moment oh for sure um so we've gone I don't I don't have the exact time I want to say twenty something minutes without even mentioning Carson Wentz which says a lot about like just how this game played out. Mm-hmm. Um, so his final numbers, like they don't jump off the page, 16 of 27, 160 yards, three touchdowns, 113 passer rating. He just, he did his job. Like yeah, he, he, he was more than a game manager. Like he was very instrumental. Uh, the Austin Jeffrey touchdown is a really good throw. He had a couple of inaccurate throws, but overall, like, like we, we talk, we've, he's, it's often talked about how he doesn't have like a signature win. I don't know if this is a signature win, but it's a big win in a close game, which he doesn't have many of against a really good team in a tough environment. And I think you gave him, what, a B plus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, it, I think some people get lost in the term game manager. Yeah. He wasn't a game manager in this, but he was an accessory of the offense. Right? So this game was built around the running game and the offensive line. And Carson made plays when his number was called. You know, he wasn't the guy that was willing this team to victory. That said... This was one of his more efficient performances. You can look at the numbers, whatever, but um, 
They were, so what they did was they worked a lot of timing throws and it worked out well. They paid a little bit of bully ball, really, where they were just targeting Alshon Jeffrey, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and then Jordan Howard. So N- they played some bully ball. Nelson like, Aguilar had one target today. He didn't catch it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they even threw to Matt Collins. More than him, actually. And read a great article on him on NJ.com. But <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, but like, so typically, so he threw to six different receivers typically which is less than usual yeah yeah normally it's eight eight or nine um that said though they played bully ball like they worked the sides of their guy because jair alexander and and darnell savage are not big guys so they worked they worked the size advantage kevin king is a little bit bigger um but again he's been terrible uh so i think like that was smart. Having Alshon Jeffrey back was a big I was, deal. I was about to say, like, just his presence. He, he obviously wasn't 100%. There were some clear plays where he looked like he was... But having him and Goddard... Goddard looked like himself today. Yeah, Goddard... He was running. Yeah. He had a good touchdown catch. Uh, he was doing well. He played on the first play. 12 personnel was really effective, especially in the running game. Like, so... Like, I we mentioned this in the beginning of the podcast. So, you have Goddard getting healthy. You have Jeffrey getting healthy. If Deshaun comes back this week or maybe he comes back in two weeks, in the next couple weeks... You have that element where you don't need to even necessarily rely on Deshaun as maybe much as we thought they were going to have to after week one because you have the running game. Like their offense, we can go back to saying like this is a scary offense where maybe if anything's a surprise, it's that Nelson Aguilar might not be a part of it going forward. Like he's going to be in this and he's going to play a decent amount, but they're going to go 12 personnel pretty heavy, I think, this season. Yeah, what was interesting to me was he and J.J. Arcega-White got relatively a decent amount of playing time. They just really weren't part of the game plan. And I don't know if that was, you know, a conscious decision or what have you, but. Um, yeah, Sega Whiteside played six snaps. I mean, six snaps is more than I thought he would. Yeah, have, I mean, honest. I didn't even. And Aguilar played 56 and he had one yeah, target. Yeah, Aguilar was out there a yeah. lot. Um, but he was doing stuff away from the ball. He's a decent blocker. Um, I'm curious to see how he handles his reduced role now. Because he, well, play, he here's here's the thing that I'm interested to see is when Deshaun Jackson's back, is it him or Mac Collins in the slot? They um, clearly value Mac Collins. Yeah, Mac Collins got a lot of playing time in this game, um, and Carson clearly trusts him. Was um, there was there any drops that you can remember today? Yeah, Alshon had two, and uh, he was he was rusty. So uh, Mac Collins played 40 snaps, right? So which is a lot. How many did he get in the slot? He got one snap in the slot. But, two out of the backfield, it says. But the past two games, he's played roughly 50 snaps yeah. in the slot. So that tells you something. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Um, yeah, I have him every now and then. <laughs> he had a great seal block on a run for uh, Jordan Howard early in the game. The 19-yard run that you mentioned. Matt Collins did? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he did mention yeah, that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I actually think that was the one play he was in the slot. When he, uh, and he actually, I think that was part of his game coming out of college. He was known for special team stuff. He was known for that, and he was known for being a deep threat, which I don't know if he's quite the deep threat that the Eagles thought he was going to be, but... Um, gotta be able to run rounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Aguilar didn't really show that he deserved to play a lot, to be honest. Last two weeks. So, so. another guy I wanted to mention is Alex Ellis, who had a great win yeah. block. For, so they that had was, that was on the Jordan Howard touchdown, yeah, right? The one just, in the he walked in with unattached. Yeah. So what they did was it was great. They put him in the slot, and then they and then they worked him in motion pre-snap, and then he he. I mean, this win block was fantastic. So if that's his role, if he's like a goal line blocker like he was last week when he was the fullback, uh, that's like a huge deal. Um, and I think he'll be active for the rest of the year. I know, I know we've talked about how they, they're going to use that 53rd spot as kind of like a revolving door, a vestibule. Of they're they're going to have another whatever. interesting week of roster decisions, by the yeah, way. Yeah, this is going to be – I'm kind of nervous about us flying in the middle of the day tomorrow. but um, They don't usually do it right away anyway. I know, but you never know. I don't, they wouldn't – unless somebody – 
Unless one of these injuries was so serious that they're immediately going on IR. Well, yeah, tomorrow's Friday, so I guess yeah. everybody else is. In they the have pretty of much the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. I mean, I mean, think about it. So they have Darby's now hurt. I mean, Darby was hurt mm-hmm. out for a month. Sidney uh, Jones, we don't know how serious it is, but he's hurt at least. Avante Maddox, I can't imagine he plays this next week. Either way, they need um, at least two. That's players. what I'm saying. So they have all these guys taking up all the inactive spots. So you're gonna have to cut somebody. You have to. I mean, they only have two corners. Like they probably yeah. have to cut two people. Well, the thing is, too, is you don't just or make a trade. You don't I guess. just need replacements. You need starters. Yeah, that's why I wonder if you call Randall Skandrick, if you call up a Genie Harris, if you sign. Is that how you pronounce his name, a Genie Harris? I think so. Who's uh, Dexter McDougal? Like it's it's going to be yeah, guys like that. Line of sh- well, I'm saying on a short notice, you need. I, mean, I guess they have. It's not really a short notice. So I wonder if they make a trade though, even if it's a small scale trade. Yeah, I mean, there are teams. That, well, here's the thing. This is the week to do it because after, after once you get to Monday, a team's going to be zero and four, and they're going to be looking to sell. Do you think the Jaguars would call the Eagles right now, knowing that they're mm, desperate? No, you. That's not a. That's not a way to work a, yeah. a leverage move. You want like hey, give us three you. first yeah, round yeah, picks yeah, or yeah. something. <laughs> and Dave Caldwell is playing this very well. I yeah, would say. Yeah. Um, so. Hey, nothing like a baby gift of being traded to Philly. You know what I mean, Jalen? Um, Great Children's Hospitals in the Philadelphia. And Virtua. Virtua in South Jersey, yeah. yeah. Um, that's where your brother's kid was born too, right? Yes. Yeah, hey, look, keep it <laughs> in the family. Um, something I also want to – there's a couple of things I want to touch on as well before we wrap up. Um, Cameron Johnston. Yeah, your boy. Holler at him. Goodness gracious. <laughs> he had four out of his five punts went inside the 20 today. And the other one, he was like on his own 10. What, what, so. what were his, what was, what, his what, average was pretty low, but it's because like where he was punting it from. Right. But he controlled the field today and he made it yeah, difficult had, on the back. So he had four punts, three inside the 20, and the other one was his longest one where he was at the like his own 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, he, like we were, it, it's, it's a joke, but it's all serious. He's been their most consistent player. Yeah, I mean, he's... he's Like week, the, week one to four, he's been their most consistent. If, if Pro Bowl voting is, is going to get any attention, if Australia, if you're out there, you need to vote <laughs> for this man because he deserves it. Uh, Jake Elliott, still perfect. Yeah, he didn't kick any field goals today. Yeah, yeah but he got he got all of his extra points, which was, has I think been... That's all you need. You know, sometimes that's all you got. Um, but, uh, you know, I think the special teams group at least the specialists have delivered hey, uh rudy ford had a good uh tackle as a gunner didn't he <laughs> uh yeah rudy ford actually yeah it should, probably should have been a flag it was a helmet to helmet but he got down on the first punt uh like a demon yeah um look i think i think sometimes like a win like this can kind of be the thing that sparks you um in a way like you look at the carolina game in 2017 like they were good but you didn't really know how good and when they beat carolina it was kind of like oh oh okay um and then they i think they won out until they played seattle um this team like if they play like this they're gonna beat minnesota they're gonna beat buffalo uh they're gonna beat the jets and around then is i mean around buffalo uh, Dallas Buffalo is when they should start getting some of those guys back too. Right. Um, I think, like I said, I think they have to finish at 500, and they're really set for that second half. That's that's when the momentum shift comes because you know you look at it, they're traveling. What was it? They're on the road. It's five of six or four of five games. Yeah, ca- counting today. Counting today, and then 
I don't think they they get on a plane once after a week eight. Yeah. Yeah. So and then you've got the Redskins and the Giants. For for the love of God, can they just destroy the Jets next week? Can we just like have like an easy game for once in our godforsaken lives? Yeah, I would really (laughs) like to be done with my copy by halftime. I know. Um, Like, can we just like the Jets are bad? So here, here's what I will say, and everybody's gonna kill me for this. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles in the regular season. They're the so I think they're zero and eleven. There you go. Um. We don't know if a mono guy is going to be playing or not. But, but they're going to be going mono y mono. Um, oh, my God. We need to yeah, go. It, <laughs> it's getting late, guys. It, it's, two, it's 1 a.m. local time, 2 a.m. Yeah. East Coast time. Um, something also notable from the inactives, Nate Sudfeld was inactive today. I think it's a foregone conclusion now. Yeah, Josh, we McCown. can stop talking about it. Yeah, or yeah. speculating. Josh McCown is the back. I mean, he showed why when he went in for the in that game. Um, was that last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. So the other inactives were Matt Pryor. Nate Herbig and Sharif Miller, the guys that weren't injured. Um, those guys are clearly the, the, the guys that are really at the bottom of the totem. And I, I wonder if which of those guys gets cut. Yeah. I, Probably Herbig. I would think it would be prior. I think they would cut Herbig before prior. All right, cool. You heard the, you heard the bet. You heard the bet. You guys can name the terms. All right. We got to wrap it up. Um, so thank you guys for listening to this pod. It was a, that was a that was a, f- a fun wild game as opposed to the the bad wild ones of the last couple weeks. Definitely in the top five of my coverage. Yeah, it was it was fun yeah, from start to finish too. Uh, we'd like shootouts; those are fun. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap up on that note here from Lambeau Field. You guys will probably wake up to this podcast unless you're loco and already listened to it tonight. And if so, we appreciate you for that. Uh, well, it's already in the morning. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, touche. Uh, yeah, so again, you know, like always, leave us comments. Uh, write us some reviews and uh, we'll read them at our next episode. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys.